Today we celebrate divine mercy, and it's a beautiful feast to, to reflect on the way that God's love works over us and His mercy. But an unfortunate reverse side of that is that in reflecting on God's mercy, we also have to reflect upon our own sinfulness, because God's mercy doesn't make any sense unless we are broken, unless we have turned away from Him, unless we've done the wrong things. Otherwise, God would just be loving and caring for us. Um, and so it's, it's for us to understand mercy, it's important to take stock of the reality of what sin is. And I um, remember an experience some time back when you know, I had sinned in a particular way. I hope you're not scandalized by that. I sin frequently enough. Um, but on this particular occasion, what I had done, I, I could see the impact that my actions had had on someone else. And this just really confronted me. And I, I, was, I was horrified that I could hurt someone in this way, that I could do this, this evil thing. Um, I was just sort of, yeah, really horrified by it. I don't think there's a better word for it. And I was wrestling with this in prayer, like, oh, how could this happen? Lord, um, trying to understand what I was feeling. And I noticed that I was, I was so horrified by seeing what I'd done and the impact of my actions, my, my, my decisions, that I couldn't even imagine asking God for forgiveness. I didn't even want to move back towards Him in that way because really, I... I was just kind of flattened by the, the impact, this, this evil impact that I'd been able to have on someone else through my actions. And I think it was an instance of being really struck by the true nature of sin, that we are, we are capable of such terrible evil against one another. We're capable of hurting one another in such profound ways of tearing down people's um, sense of self, their identity, hurting them, um, in physical, real ways. And the reality of that is that we don't deserve mercy. We don't deserve God to, to just turn a blind eye and, and ignore the fact of what we've done. Our sin is terrible. And this is something that I was being confronted with in this situation. But while that is the truth of our sin, that's the truth of, of the fallen state which we're in as human beings, there's a far greater truth that is God's mercy. Although it is true that we, we don't deserve to be loved and cared for by God, we don't deserve to be forgiven and welcomed back into sharing his life, that God still decides to share his life with us anyway. Despite the fact that our, we make terrible decisions and hurt one another, there's nothing that we can do that will outreach God's willingness to forgive us, God's desire to share his life with us and show us his love. And so this is, this is why God is constantly trying to remind us of this fact. The church has been preaching about God's love and his mercy and forgiveness for 1,900 years, but still God felt it was necessary to bring forth this mystery of divine mercy in a new way. And so he spoke to Sister Faustina this message about his mercy and how he wanted to share it with the world. And then through Sister Faustina and then through John Paul II, particularly bringing that before the eyes of the world, we have this feast, a new way to reflect upon just how far God's mercy goes 
and how it, it can outreach anything that we can do wrong, um, any evil that we can do, any bad decision or bad path that we can take, God's mercy can reach further than that and is always willing to forgive us and welcome us back. I wanted to share an, an image that's stuck with me for many years from this. It's from a, a movie that's actually about a real story um, called Mao's Last Dancer. Some of you may know the movie is about 12 years old, but it's a, it's a real story of... Uh, he was a young Chinese boy, Li Shunqin, and if I've offended you by my pronunciation, I'm terribly sorry, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> but Li was a young boy and only about 11 years old when... He was living with his family in a little village in outback China, or whatever you would call that. Um, and he gets taken away, chosen to be trained as a, a ballet dancer. And so he spends his childhood away from his family, um, training, and he becomes very proficient. He becomes one of the best dancers in China. Um, and yeah, amazingly skilled and fit and talented. And later when he's grown up, he gets an opportunity to go and visit America. To, to train with a ballet school over there, and he, he does so, and this is kind of the main crisis of the movie because he finds himself in a complex political situation. He's also, he's a young man just trying to figure out what he wants out of life, and he's discovering new um, political and philosophical ideas. He's finding new relationships, and he makes various decisions that set him on a certain path. And he decides that he wants to stay in America, but because of the tense political situation at the time, that means cutting himself off from China completely. He loses his citizenship, he's not allowed to come back, he's not allowed to contact his family at all, so he has to say goodbye to that whole part of himself. And there's a scene towards the end of the movie which always strikes me deeply, that he's, this is five or so years down the track and he's just continued in his successful dancing career, he performs this amazing ballet to a packed theatre and then they're giving a standing ovation at the end. But as the house lights come up, he sees that in the middle of the audience are his parents. They've been granted permission by the Chinese government to come over to America and visit him and they've surprised him. They were in the audience this night and they, they, run, they <laughs> run out of the, out of the aisle and come up on stage and they meet him. But instead of being overcome with joy, Lee is kind of struck down and confronted and he, he falls to his knees such that his, his parents, wanting to embrace him, have to sort of pick him up. And I, I see in that moment what I understand is going on for him is that there's, there's this great burden of shame and regret and, and, yeah, because of these decisions that he's made, this path that he's walked that has meant that he's said goodbye and cut himself off from his family. He perhaps feels that he's betrayed his country and his culture, and this has, this has meant that he's been cut off from these loving relationships for so long. And in meeting his parents again, that all confronts him, all these decisions that he's made and the path that he's walked on. But of course, his parents come there and they're rushing up onto the stage to see him because they're not thinking, oh, this is our son and he's run away from us and turned away from us and turned on China and all of this. They just see their little boy that they want to embrace and they're just excited to have this opportunity to love him again. 
And so for us, I think another layer of this is that our, our shame and our sense of unworthiness can be not only because of our individual sins, this action that we've done or this decision that we've made, but really the whole path that we've set ourselves on, you know, our, our whole life, where we've gone, who we've become by our decisions and our choices can feed into a sense of unworthiness that's actually far deeper than because of this action or that action or that decision. But still, just like Lee's parents who, who, who weren't concerned in that moment about the path that his decisions had set him on, they just wanted to show him love. So God's mercy can overreach any decisions that we've made, any, however far we may have drifted from God, whoever we think we may have become by the path that we've walked, God's mercy can embrace all of that. And he still sees us just as his little children who he wants to invite back into his house, who he wants to just embrace and remind us of how much he loves us. And in this divine mercy image, the way that God wanted to reveal that through Sister Faustina in this image that we have before us, we see that Jesus has actually poured out his life to show his mercy to us. That as Jesus died, he literally poured out blood and water from his side and that his love can wash us clean through that blood and that water that he pours out upon us. God pours out his love upon us such that it can, it can wash away all those decisions that we've made, all those actions that we've done, the evil and the harm that we've caused. Jesus' love can wash all that away. God pours out his life regardless of what we've done, regardless of how unworthy we may think we are. And so this feast and the invitation that we have today is to remind ourselves of this truth where we're all too often reminded of the truth of our sinfulness, the truth of our unworthiness, but the far greater truth is that God is, is pouring himself out to show us mercy, pouring himself out to bring us forgiveness and to remind us of his love for us. And so one particular way that we can step into this truth is through the sacrament of reconciliation. We can, we can think that the sacrament of, well, the name confession can make it seem like it's all about us bringing our sins, but really it's all about God showing us forgiveness. Reconciliation is a, a sacrament where we celebrate the truth of God's mercy. We celebrate the fact that he's willing to forgive us. And this is why we heard in the gospel today how Jesus gives us this gift in the church. He gave to the apostles and he gives to the church still today that power to forgive our sins, that power to, to bring God's mercy into the very real situation of your lives today. And so whether through going to reconciliation or whether through simply in the Mass every time, there's so many... Um, prayers that we pray and words that we hear that remind us of, yes, our unworthiness, but also of God's willingness to accept us and forgive us and welcome us again. Let's 
immerse ourselves again in this truth that God is always wanting to show us, this truth that God is pouring out over us, the truth of his mercy and his forgiveness. Because we can approach God again, we can approach the sacrament of reconciliation again as often as we need, as often as we sin and we're reminded of that evil within us, we can be reminded of God's mercy by going there. Because God will never tire of reminding you that his mercy will overreach any sin or any evil that you can do. And he never tires of reminding you that he loves you. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.